This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 20. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Uh, Today we're going to look at development of leagues, uh, specific to floorball, but the framework and the patchwork for the process is more or less the same when you're looking at uh, just about any sport or, or you're looking to develop a new program or, or things like that. It's kind of the same things recycled. It, a lot of it just depends on kind of where you are at in the development of uh, your program or your league or the sport in general when we're talking specific to floorball. But uh, I kind of just wanted to give some a little bit of insight into the process that I've been working on over the last two years to get to where I'm at in in my area in Lacey, Washington, and uh, and just kind of build it from there. So about two years ago, uh, I I started working on the development of floorball in my area, with the long term goal of setting up and developing leagues for youth and for adult. Now, for most, don't understand what floorball is, don't know why. It is what it is, how much fun it is, or are so wrapped up in other things and time commitments that they just don't have time uh, to commit to it right at at this moment. So I focused in the beginning, uh, and still do, uh, focus on developing classes and getting kids interested and parents aware of the sport, uh, get them to see how it's fun, give them a background knowledge of skill development so that they could understand and translate those skills into a league. And so the goal from all of the beginning was to develop leagues to get kids playing and ultimately get adults playing. But before I did that, I really focused on the classes. And I think that is one key component uh, when you're looking at developing things is setting up that framework and that that education uh, of the sport, whether it's lacrosse or rugby uh, or even hockey, uh, soccer, basketball, whatever, whatever you're doing, you, you know, you, you can't just jump into the leagues uh, and expect people to be successful in those leagues. Now, what floorball doesn't have is long-term development of education and knowledge and training in that area to just jump in and have leagues. But if you even go back further and you look at other sports such as soccer or, or hockey, for instance, their focus is getting people aware of the sport, uh, involved in the sport, basic skills and knowledge, and then that all builds and translates from the younger ages into the league system, uh, and that's that's what funnels and pushes things forward. I mean, we see this example with soccer, and I used to work with youth soccer developing uh, youth programs from ages two to ten. Uh, we see this with uh, you know try hockey for free programs within USA Hockey. Uh, We see this in other areas where people are trying to get you aware, educated, and involved with the hope that you're going to grab a little bit of an interest to want to then develop and join a league. And those kind of programs are really vital and and need to continue to happen, especially in floorball, because we have to educate, we have to develop gain interest and and also if you if you will steal market share from the other sports in order to ultimately become successful Uh, but it starts at the youngest ages and uh, for anything to be long term 
uh, successful, especially when you start to think and develop into leagues. Now, some leagues around the country have formed and are, are doing quite well from, from what it looks like. And their focus is on the adults. And it's great to see that we're seeing that throughout California, uh, throughout Virginia, and, and some other areas where they're, they're lo- where they're able to attract adult leagues and get it there. And then I have also taken the route of then adding on the, the youth component to it because those that see that value are then going to build out uh, the long term of now we've got kids, now we've got adults, we've got more interest in the community, more engagement, and then it kind of snowballs from there. But it takes time. And, and one of the things we forget is that depending on your area, you may, you may find the value in the sport right away. If you're looking to do a league, you see some sort of value, uh, and, and then you have to translate that out to the, the broader community. But it takes time, and just because you live in an area where uh, hockey is big, that doesn't necessarily immediately translate over to floorball being big, and vice versa. You know, if, if you've got lacrosse that's big, that's uh, not necessarily going to translate over to, to floorball in the same manner. Because you have to remember that you're competing, if you're developing a league, you're now competing with every other sport league that's out there. And you're trying to grab attention from all the other parents and kids and to say that yours is more valuable than the others. And that is a big challenge uh, because things have already been ingrained for so long that people don't even think about the sports when they think about their kids. They just automatically think, I'm going to put my kid in soccer because I played soccer. I'm going to get my kid into basketball because I played basketball, so on and so forth. So we, there's a lot of things that you're fighting along the way. And that's why it comes back to that education component is so crucial to do um, that it's going to have a, a much harder time to build if you don't have that awareness and that knowledge, um, because if you if really if you get the parents or the moms, if you if you will get the mom, and then you get the rest of the family is the idea. Um, get the kids involved, have them showing them they're having fun, they're having a good time, they're they're engaged. That's going to continue to build to build everything forward. Then they're going to talk to their friends, they're going to talk to their the other families, and, and that word of mouth is going to spread. And that's really where you want to get into is is that that word of mouth will spread in positive and negative ways, more effectively than anything else that you're going to do. But setting up your league, you definitely want to have, again, that educational background and that knowledge of what's happening, um, have things set up for them. But really your target age group is going to be in that 7 to 10 age at the beginning. And then as those kids age age up, hopefully then they're going to be bringing up and kind of filling in the gap to the adults. But again, it takes time. Um, the other things you want to think about when you're when you're actually developing your league is your liability insurance. And liability insurance is pretty easy um, to to find. Uh, it's it's easy to uh, take. For the most part, is pretty affordable. I mean, if you think about if your coverage of uh, one million dollars to two million dollar uh, total uh, for doing the sport is kind of the standard for renting facilities and things like that. It'll cost you ballpark in the beginning around $500 for the year. If you translate that out, um, break, break that down into your league system, that says you only need, depending on the cost of your league, around 20 kids paying um, to go to cover your costs for the entire year. 
then some people will turn around and say, I can't get liability insurance. I, I don't know what this is, so on and so forth. Well, if you, you if $500, 20 kids covering $500 for your first run, I mean, if you can attract 20 kids, you've got it for the, for the rest of the year. The other thing you kind of run into is uh, if you're going to start a league, I definitely recommend forming an LLC um, or a nonprofit. <clears throat> Again, and take that liability off of you personally and put it into a business. You don't have to jump to a nonprofit um, if, if you're not sure. LLCs, forming LLCs and, and nonprofits are pretty basic. Uh, every state is a little bit different, but the process in and of itself, it takes a little bit of time, but it, it, it's really not rocket science how to do that. And there's a lot of resources, especially in Washington State. You can go to the governor's office. Uh, they're, just, they're, they're there to help small businesses grow. So... Once you form all of that stuff and you've got everything going, then you focus on your social media impact. Um, but you want to figure out through your registration sites, and there are free ones out there. There's also paid ones that I recommend. Um, I use a, a couple different ones for different reasons, like Sports Engine, uh, or I'll use uh, IM Leagues, which is a, a more of a collegiate, ver- collegiate uh, recreation uh, thing that I use for my day job. But... Utilizing those registrations, and the key is to grab information. You want to start developing a newsletter or a mailing list or some sort of data that you can then grab and then blast out through newsletters and things like that because you want to have a way to attract or reach people in different ways through social media, through email marketing, uh, in-person, one-on-one, uh, so on and so forth. And as you do that and you develop that framework, you then need to start looking at how do you, are you going to officiate it? Are you going to focus on volunteers? Are you going to build into your price point the ability to pay uh, referees, to pay other staff? And how does that work? Are you going to have them as 10 NNI contractors? Are you going to are you going to hire them as individual employees? And then working on what are the liabilities and the things required from uh, a business standpoint. Uh, and so you know, really what it breaks down to is if you're really interested and focused on developing a league of some sort, classes, has structure, you really need to focus on developing a business and a business plan. And it's not, it's not difficult. It's, it, it takes time. It takes, it takes work. But it's, uh, it's definitely something that is doable. It's feasible. And there are other partnerships that you can potentially create through local city parks, YMCAs, things like that, that want to do those things, but they need or prefer to have uh, subcontractors like yourself come in and do that. And so <clears throat> if you have some sort of legitimacy now as an LLC or, or a nonprofit, or you can come in and work with other organizations that opens up more doors, more opportunities to expand the sport, to continue to grow. Um, and I think that is one of the things that I'm seeing across the board where people that are struggling with why can't we grow this sport is they're not opening the right doors. They're not offering the right services. And in a lot of ways, that's where the notion of private business, private enterprise is really what's going to continue to open up those doors going forward. So if you're interested in more information about floorball, you need help with anything, check out my website, www.floorballguru.com.